Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Handcamer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. It is a Monday. It's a busy one. And usually we're reacting to Cowboys. We're reacting to Baylor the weekend. But um, through some kind of weird uh, happenstance, both, both teams were off. And so we'll react to kind of everything else. But we'll react to... Baylor's back to talking again. They had a little time. They were recruiting, doing all that. But it was good to hear uh, Coach Aranda. And he did sound off on, says he says he likes us, says his family likes us, and he wants to stay right here with Baylor. Now, Aaron, I did not see, I did not hear like an unequivocal, like, I'm not going anywhere. But it's always nice to know that we're liked. And um, it was not like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. It was just basically, I just don't think he wants to get into, oh, no. Because, first of all, these schools, from what we know, have, uh, I don't believe, have reached out to him yet or anything. But, again, it's uh, part of the deal. When, you're, when your school's doing well, your coach becomes coveted in other places. It's not the worst thing in the world. It grew tiresome with Matt Rule. Because it was like every off season, and he had an interest in the NFL, and he did end up leaving the Bears. I think if Aranda keeps doing this, NFL will take interest. College will continue to have interest. But I think, unlike Rule, I don't sense that Aranda's desperately trying to see what's next uh, on – you know, I, I think he does enjoy it, thinks it's a great fit. I think he buys into the culture. I think uh, I think he likes the Christian atmosphere and the, uh, and the belief system, the values that we all, uh, those of us who are Baylor graduates, hope we have. So, again, I'm not going to say unequivocally today, he's not leaving because you know what happens when you do that. But I, I sense that he does want to be here. Now, Tom uh, Barfield had some time one-on-one. It was our weekly visit with Dave. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes Tom will do it. And uh, Tom did today's. And at 5 o'clock today, we're going to let you hear some of that. All right. We've got a busy day. Uh, At 420, we've got Sam Kahn Jr. lined up. And he's been reporting on all this Texas Tech stuff that happened today. If you're just kind of getting caught up on sports, the Tech coach has been fired. Now you say, well, that's weird. I mean, aren't they like five and three? I mean, aren't they, haven't they done okay this year? Aren't they almost bowl eligible? The answer is yes. But uh, I, for some reason, boy, these days, they, they, they'll go ahead and 
fire a coach well before they have a chance to even become bowl eligible. USC's coach has already been fired. LSU's coach has been whatever he was. You know, they're going to let him coach throughout the year, but he's pretty he's done. So Coach O is out there. Now Tech, now what does this allow them to do? Well, it does give them a chance. They'll have an interim coach. That coach will be Sonny Cumbie, former Texas Tech quarterback. He'll coach him out for the rest of the season. But uh, we got a lot of Red Raider fans around Central Texas. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly how you feel today on this front, although we're open to hearing from you. Our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. You can also call us. I like tech people. I really do. And uh, thought about going to tech at one point. Ended up going, becoming a Baylor Bear. It's kind of a family thing, but I, I, I've always liked tech, and I have a lot of great tech friends that grew up in my hometown. I think tech, had, you know, they, they had something with Mike Leach that they desperately want to have again. They had Tuberville. Tuberville is a not to be trusted. He's gone on to become a senator. I still think he's not to be trusted, and that's not some kind of political take. I would say that whether he was Republican, Democrat, whatever. I never trusted the man. And I don't think tech people did either. And I think they were pretty much happy to see him go. Then they got Cliff Kingsbury. And Cliff's done great since he left there. He's They're having an incredible year with the Cardinals. I, I don't know. Uh, I, the, the, the problem with this Texas Tech job, I don't think it's necessarily a bad job. But I just think you have to understand all the ins and outs. And when you hire somebody like Matt Wells, who I liked personally, and he was married to a great college friend of ours, my wife and I think the world of the Wells family, and, uh, and Matt married uh, uh, a woman named Jen Dirks, who we all went to school with at Baylor, and she's great. And so we hate it for their family today because uh, while – these are all make for interesting things to talk about on on uh, radio shows. All these coaches' families get uprooted, and again, that's what they sign up for. But it's never fun to get fired and all that kind of stuff. And so they're f- figuring out where they're going to be and what they'll do next. Matt Wells, let's find a place for him in Waco. Okay, he's very close friends with Dave Aranda and his wife, so they do have a. Uh, do have a great friendship. We'll see. He'll end up somewhere, may go back to Utah State. I don't know. But the guy was a really fine football coach, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out with Texas Tech. Is it fair to him? No. But as uh, one of my radio cohorts used to say, fair only comes around, one, you know, first weekend in October. Obviously, a line designed talking about the State Fair of Texas. All right, Aaron, uh, I, I, I want to introduce you to this uh, audience, most of which hopefully has been with us since the, since the John Morris show and even some folks who tuned in this very morning, 7 to 9 a.m. before this breaking news hit. That is when Tom Barfield and Ward Weitz can be heard. Aaron Sexton is a man after my own heart. He stays up till all hours. Aaron, this morning, for no great reason, I was reading till about 3 a.m. I take it you were probably doing the same. If I had to guess, you probably did make it to bed at about 2 a.m. But, Aaron, now uh, you have seen 
the Texas Tech news. I, if you had to say right now, I'm going to put you on the spot, and, of course, I'll put myself on the spot, but I'm going to name the next head coach at Texas Tech. All right? And we'll talk about this 420 because Sam Kahn Jr. is going to join us. He's from The Athletic, great writer, great reporter. Love having Sam on. Aaron, who is the next head coach at Texas Tech? Honestly, I have no clue. <laughs> I, I've, I mean, I've obviously read some of the names, but I, I don't know who they would consider the front runner. I really don't. I want you to name a name. Sometimes Aaron. Sonny Cumbie? To... I don't know. Okay. No, he is. I don't the... think it'll be him. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> you said name a name, though. So that's, that's the first okay. one that popped okay. in. Okay. All right, Aaron. Um, all right. So I think the um, I think right now the front runner has to be Sonny Dykes at SMU. He will be asked about this. He has huge ties through his father, Spike Dykes. We lost Spike a few a uh, few years ago, and uh, but the family has tremendous ties to that program, and so Sonny Dykes should probably be the first call. Um, the other name that is coming up a lot is the coach that has yet, uh, led UTSA back into things and uh, used to be the head coach at Gilmer. His name is Jeff Trailer, T-R-A-Y-L-O-R. I mean, the, they are in the top 25. You know how crazy that is? I don't care who they're playing. You know how crazy it is to have UTSA undefeated and in the top 25? It's unheard of. I mean, it's a relatively young program. They started that program with a former coach at Miami. And um, that particular coach actually um, did a really nice job and got that program going a little bit. But San Antonio, I mean, I don't know if it's the greatest fan base. It's a... It's kind of known a little bit like UTA and some of these other schools and UNT as a bit of a commuter school. But but it, but they've just gotten really better and better at football. And um and I, I, I think it's uh I think it's it's a great story. So Jeff Trailer and Sonny Dykes are kind of at the at the head of that list. Now our our buddy um you know, who's now with CBS, uh, uh, Shahan Jayaraja, put out a list of names, Aaron, and on that list, and this was where it gets really interesting, is, of course, Kendall Bryles, the Arkansas offense coordinator. Arkansas has gotten a lot better. They've gotten more competitive. They beat Texas earlier this year. They put up big numbers on offense. They did. They flamed out in their, you know, the, the opportunity they had recently um, uh, in, you know, in, in one of those big games, um, I guess that was an Alabama game. Anyway, the, this is this is fascinating because, in some ways, that fan base they they always pine away for Leach, but they also pine away for Art Bryles, and they always bring him up. And the truth is, there's too much baggage. And you know, I still talk to Art. I still like art. I mean, I know that's not, you know, people aren't even supposed to allow to say that publicly. I do like art personally, 
I do understand all the baggage that comes along with him, and I don't think that AD can hire Art Bryles. Can he hire his son? The answer is yes. Kendall, while he has the baggage of that last name, doesn't carry the baggage even though he was around uh, when, all the, when all the awful stuff happened at Baylor. So I, I find that fascinating. You could bring in Kendall, and I would imagine Kendall would have his dad on staff as a consultant or, or as a – I don't think he would have him as a coordinator – but he would have him on staff in some form or fashion. And so in some ways, the tech people get what they want, which is a Bryles. Um, and, and, and it goes back to Art finished his – he has a degree from uh, Texas Tech. I think he finished up school there. He played at the University of Houston. He has a degree there, and he started his college coaching career at Texas Tech. So – that is how the Bryles name kind of comes up around Texas Tech. Now, Aaron, I would say Texas Tech people would do just about anything to have Art and Kendall uh, attached, even though it comes with all that baggage. Now, the simpler hire is what we just mentioned, Sonny Dykes or Jeff Trailer. Does Jeff Trailer have any clue what it is to coach at Tech? Well, listen, he was at Gilmer. He won state titles. He, he was a huge winner in East Texas, and he's gone, and he's put together and done some amazing things at UTSA. Does that mean he can win in Lubbock, Texas? No, it does not. Uh, Sonny just has a, a better handle on what it takes and he understands the culture. Now, Kendall has Kendall played at the University of Texas, but he, he, you know when his dad was at Tech, they, he would have had some overlap out there. I can't remember exactly what he was doing at that time. But the Bryles family also understands what it takes to win at Texas Tech. And some people will say, well, Mosley, what are you talking about? Well, you have to understand and, and embrace – bringing people to Lubbock, Texas. It's not an easy thing to do. It can be done, and they have a passionate fan base, and I think it I, – I, I, I love the place, but it takes an incredibly special person to be able to win there. And a guy like Tuberville, for instance, is just – he's just going from one stop to the next, and he didn't understand what that was going to be like out there, and they were ready for him to go. And it was almost impossible to follow Leach for anybody. So all these years later, they still pine away for Mike Leach. He was truly the only sort of outsider that's come in there and won. Spike was just wired to win in Lubbock, and he was great. I'll tell you who else was wired to win in Lubbock. Grant Taft could have won there. He was on staff for their famous longtime coach, um, JT, and his name's not in front of me right now, JT Nelson. Anyway, whoever the co- – there was a famous coach at, at Tech, and Taft was on staff there, and they probably should have hired Taft. Uh, and, I, and I think at some point they probably did try to hire Taft. Um, 
they ended up hiring the coach who ended went on to App State, Appalachian State. Jerry Moore was at Tech a long time, but they probably wanted Taft. Fortunately, Baylor got Taft and kept Taft, but Tech at some point wanted Grant Taft. All right, all that to say, that's how we start our show today, and we're going to continue down this path. Lots of college football talk next with the Athletics' Sam Kahn, Jr. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies this evening with increasing clouds overnight. We fall to 69 degrees. Partly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be a breezy day and a mild day with a high of 88. And on Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms are likely, especially in the morning. And some of these may be strong to severe. Clearing in the afternoon with a high of 77. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Feel like you're missing out on the Fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive through and delivery. Now you can get the famous purple Margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at lafiesta.com. La Fiesta. Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. At Ascension Providence, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with you in times of need, and showing compassion when you're at your most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension Providence, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetProvidenceCare.com. This is ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. After the bye week, quarterback Dak Prescott is out of the walking boot but is not expected to practice today with the Cowboys out of precaution and is expected to be at practice Wednesday to get ready for the Vikings on Sunday night. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, who has a no trade clause in his contract, is willing to consider multiple options for a new team as the trade deadline gets closer. Two teams that are being talked about Dolphins and the Panthers. College football rankings saw Alabama and OU trade 
great places. Georgia stays at number one, followed by Cincinnati, Alabama, and OU and Ohio State in the top five. Oklahoma State drops seven places to 15, followed by Baylor at 16, and Iowa State back in at 22. Monday night football tonight, New Orleans at Seattle kickoff at 7.15 on ESPN. World Series is set, the Braves and the Astros starting tomorrow night. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, busy Monday. Getting you ready. Longhorns coming in here Saturday. I'll be out at Common Grounds. And a man who's been to a few coffee shops in his day, I bet I think we established that he's been at Common Grounds at some point. Sam Kahn Jr. joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. He is from The Athletic. And um, he's he uh, the man can cover some coaching searches. He's been around the block on the on these things. But before we delve into this tech thing sam uh i you were uh you were listening to that aranda news conference today dave aranda and um while he said some very nice things and i do think i sound like sally field he loves us he he, he does he cares about us but he, he he wants to be i mean i think he wants to stay with baylor but now there was no there was no definitive like hey i'm not leaving or anything <laughs> like that <laughs> what uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, before we get to all this tech stuff, I, I'm just kind of curious. What do you think, Aranda? I mean, he's he's having a great season. He, I, that LSU job to me just doesn't seem like it fits him because they just you know they eat people alive. I, I, but he's obviously done extremely well there, and he's I think he's beloved there. What do you, do you think the Bears are safe right now? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, I think so. I just don't anticipate that he moves after two years. Now, you never say never because coaching, coaches and, and coaching searches and coaching careers can be very fickle and things can change on a dime. And, I mean, I certainly didn't expect Matt Wells to get fired today. I thought maybe I thought maybe he might lose his job. I didn't know it was going to be today. I thought it may be after the season. But these things change over time. But Aranda – to me, feel like if he was going to look at one of those two jobs, I think he would look at USC before he looked at LSU, just because he's got some ties there from from spending some time there, growing up there. Uh, you know, obviously went to school out there uh, in Southern California. So that to me feels like more of a fit for him than LSU. Like you said, LSU was kind of a meat grinder. It's just the expectations are so high. Mm-hmm. But all that said, I don't think I don't imagine that he's looking to take either of them now. The way he answered today, I think it tells you, obviously, he's not going to shut it out, shut out the possibility. I, I would imagine he probably listened, and I think those two jobs, they're two of the best jobs in college football. I think you'd be a fool not to listen to it, uh, I mean, unless you're at a, at a you know, one of the, a place that's comparable. But that said, I think he fits Baylor really well. I think it, it's more his speed. I think he culturally he seems to be a fit. It seems to line up with his values. And I think the pressure is just not nearly what it is at those two places. And I think there's something to be said for that, especially when it comes to your mental well-being, which is certainly important to him. 
They could lose to Texas, and and you don't think the Bears will be trying to ride him out of town? <laughs> it's no. like it, it's a you know it is a you're right. It's just a completely different deal. Although to your point from earlier, these guys all have egos, and 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 when your agent suddenly gets a call from LSU and the money gets crazy, you're right. I mean you know weird things can happen. It just doesn't. You're, but I'm with you. It just doesn't seem to totally fit his personality but just to be safe mac mac Rhodes maybe ought to put a put some things together i would say it's always good to be uh, ahead of the curve what about this game by the way i mean it, this is interesting texas coming to waco could it be the last time that texas visits waco i i think this has a chance to be a really really interesting and 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 fun game but i was thinking about this if if sark I mean, and obviously they're they're let down and they're upset at where they are. Uh, I don't think they're ready to give up on Sark. But if they if they fell to five hundred, and they lose that game, and of course Baylor's favored to win right now, Sam, this thing could. I mean, I, I'm not saying they're going to fire Sark. I'm just saying this this could really get kind of embarrassing with with a because this was such a huge hire for Texas. Yeah, you certainly don't want to start. You don't want to start year one off with a 500 record. You don't are. You don't want to go six and six. You probably would rather not go seven and five. Though I think, I, I think they're on track to go seven and five right now. And you look at these next two games, they got Baylor and Iowa State on the road. But I think this is a critical week for Texas because we get to see how they respond. They got two losses in two games. They probably should have won because they were in position to win. They were double-digit leaders in both of those games and fumbled them down the stretch. The, Sarkeesian mentioned after that Oklahoma State game that clearly there's a mental issue, and he mentioned it today that I, we went back and watched the tape, and I didn't see things schematically that the other teams changed, and that means that we were just in our own heads, that, that it, was, it was an execution thing for us. It wasn't that they changed anything they did, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. And so this is a big week for Texas to see how do you respond. You got the week off. How did you address some of these issues? Are you going to come out with some different things schematically? Is your, is your frame of mind, is your psyche right? And, and if it's not, and if you lose to Baylor, man, that turns the Iowa State game into a little bit of a must win just for, from a confidence standpoint from the fan base because – then I think you have the fans kind of going, here we go again. They're not going to get rid of Sark or anything like that. I think he's going to get at least three years. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it gets people antsy because Sark is not worried about what happened before him, but the fan base has been living with this for a decade, and they're ready for somebody to take them to the next level. And the thing that is frustrating for them is the highs for Texas this year have been tantalizingly high. When they've been on, they look like one of the best teams in the country. But they they're not, they're not on consistently for four quarters, and that's that's the part they've got to fix. Well, we'll see how they're treated on the Brazos. Sam Con Jr. from the Athletic joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Your Lone Star uh, Twelve is is live right now on the Athletic. The Bears sitting in second behind the Aggies. Once A and M beat Alabama, I know you had to you had to get them up there. Um, th- th- but I'm fascinated with okay. You got SMU three at seven and zero, and there's UTSA sitting at four, right ahead of Houston. When we when we look at this Texas Tech opening now, 
walk us through. Jeff Trailer is the UTSA coach. He was a great high school coach. He's doing an incredible job at UTSA. It, it, what makes you think that? Because you, you you know it takes a special person to win in Lubbock, Texas. Well, I, I guess you could say the same thing about San Antonio, Texas. What um, what what do you do? You think Trailer? Like if you what's your gut telling you right now? Dykes and then Trailer. If you're handicapping this thing in Lubbock. Yeah, I think Dykes is the first call because he's done it at a little bit higher level program. SMU is obviously not in the Big 12, but the American has been the best group of five conference for several years running now. And not only that, look at the level that Sonny Dykes is recruited at. I mean, they got Preston Stone, a high four-star quarterback in the 2020 class. They are 2021 class, and they got Jordan Hudson right now committed in uh, – uh, they've got another four-star safety from Garland, both of guys who were pursued by Oklahoma, Texas, other big-time programs. Those are those are battles that, that Sonny Dykes has won and his staff, and that's what you're looking to get at Texas Tech. You're looking at somebody who can convince those high-level guys to come come to Lubbock, which is not easy to do. And then, of course, there's the natural tie. You know, his dad, Spike Dykes, was a legend there. So, so there's a natural connection for Sonny Dyke. So I think that's probably the first call. I mean, you look at what he's done at SMU, it speaks for itself. And they're in the top 25 right now. But Trailer, I think if, if Dykes isn't interested, then I think Jeff Trailer makes a ton of sense. He's got deep Texas roots. He's won three state championships at Gilmer High. Uh, the Texas high school coaches love the guy. Uh, you know he'll be able to recruit. Uh, he, at UTSA, he's shown the ability to mix a class. He can recruit guys. From the high school level, he can also bring a lot of guys in from the portal and the JUCO rank. And that's the kind of mix I think you have to go at Texas Tech because you may not be able to get all the high four-star and five-star guys to go to Lubbock. It's hard to do that. So Matt Wells and their staff is lifting the portal. I don't know that you have to do it to that degree, but you do have to get some players from there because that's how you upgrade the talent level in a place like, in a place like Lubbock. So Trailer has shown the ability to do that, and he's turned a program around really quickly in two seasons. I got him. In, I mean, he's got UTSA in the top 25. I mean, that's impressive on its own. So just his pedigree, he's been an assistant in the big 12 at Texas, but either of those guys, I think would be really, really good fits for Texas Tech. Why do they, why are they firing these guys so quickly? Like, I, I mean, is there that much to be gained by the head start of, I mean, we obviously, you, you put together a list of candidates in 30 seconds that we think they're probably going to target. Um, what is to be gained by a team that's sitting there on the verge of, of being bowl eligible to getting it done now rather than a month from now? I, I think for Texas Tech in particular, it's just the mood. The mood is not right. And this goes back to the end of last season. that There was a pretty significant portion of the fan base that was vocal and that wanted Wells out last year. And Kirby Hokut resisted, allowed Wells to make a staff change, which he did. He hired Sonny Tumby, got rid of David Joseph, off the coordinator, and hoped that that would fix it. They took some more transfers. They took Tyler Shuck out of the transfer portal, as well as many others. Of course, Shuck has been hurt. But I think it's just the mood. that And the losses have been the 70 points you allowed to Texas, 52 at home to TCU, who turned out to be a very good team. And then you lost last uh, Saturday to Kansas State, up 14, and you made some really critical mistakes. I'm talking game-changing penalties, neutral zone infractions at the goal line, uh, a penalty on third and 34 that extended what eventually became the game-winning drive for Kansas State. 
Uh, and obviously the offensive production, they went flat in the second half. All of that combined with everything that's happened the two previous seasons, two four-win years, uh, the, it, the last month looks pretty difficult. And I think they had just decided at Tech that if this is not our guy, let's make the move now rather than give him a chance to save his job in the last month because if Texas Tech wins and gets a couple upsets here in the last month against these four top 25 teams that they have, then you, if you're sitting at 7-5 and five with a couple top 25 wins at the end of the year, you're saying maybe we keep bringing him back for one year. But I think Kirby Hoka just kind of reads the room and feels like the Tech faithful, they want to change. They didn't like the hire from the start, uh, and they just feel like they're ready to move on to something else. All right. Is there any possible way uh, – I, I was thinking about it earlier. You, there, Kendall's name is showing up on some of these lists, uh, Kendall, Kendall Bryles, and that's probably the only way Art could ever be, and, and they may still not let him uh, with the baggage. But, like, for instance, does Kendall in Texas, does, does just because of who he is and, and his association with the Baylor program – does even he have too much baggage, do you think, to get hired at Texas Tech if for whatever reason Dykes doesn't go there or they, or they, you know, would, would he, you think he could get in the mix? I, I don't think for the head job, no. And I, I think it's, I mean, the baggage is part of it, but I, don't, I think it's mostly because he, it, it would be a first-time head coaching job. And I don't think Texas Tech is looking for a first-time head coach at this juncture. Remember, they're trying to chase the success that Mike Leach had and get this program to a certain level. And, they, I think I think they're looking for somebody who's established, somebody who's proven it elsewhere and gotten it done. Kendall's got some really good offense, and he's done a really good job at Arkansas. But I, I, if, if Kendall Browse is a candidate in the state of Texas, I would imagine it maybe at a group of five job. If a place like North Texas opens up or a place like Texas State opens up, then perhaps that's something I could see You know, either of those schools looking at and, and evaluating. But Tech, I, I don't feel like they would go that route. I, I honestly think – there would a potential they would make you look at art just from what we've heard from some of the boosters there and some of the deniers that, that they may look at art at some point. I, I don't know. We'll have to see if that's actually something the decision makers will get on board with, but, but it's something that, that it, it doesn't sound like there's a 0% chance for that there. So, but, but I, I, again, I would go back to Dykes and trailer, I think are the top two at this point. And then if, if they happen to miss on those two, then we'll see where they go from there. All right, who ends up in the in, right now the Big Twelve title game? If you have to make if you have to make the call right now, who do you think it is? You give me a day, because I think Oklahoma State's going to lose Bedlam to Oklahoma. Okay, and then oh, it comes down to that Oklahoma Baylor game to an extent. I, I, if you're making me bet today based on the the teams that I've seen, I think it's Oklahoma and Baylor. I, I think Baylor has played the best ball outside of outside of Oklahoma in this conference through seven weeks. Uh, so if I, I know they still have to play Oklahoma and we'll have to sort that out. And I think Oklahoma state has a good shot of Oklahoma, but if, if Oklahoma state can win every other game other than Bedlam, we know they have the tiebreaker over Baylor, but Baylor's played the best ball in my opinion. And, and I, I think they have a decent shot to beat Oklahoma on November 13th. So if, if you made me pick the day and put my chips down, I'd say Oklahoma and Baylor. Okay, we now have you sponsored uh, here at ESPN Central Texas based on that prediction, okay? (laughs) (laughs) 
Sam, uh, I appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. No problem. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Sam Kahn Jr. joining the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Oklahoma and Baylor. I like it. I like it. And so uh, we will continue down this path. Lots to discuss. Texas Tech has fired its football coach. Um, other people are now. TCU wants a new coach. Be careful what you wish for. And I have a story on that. We'll do it next in Campus Confidential. Baylor football on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. This Saturday, the Baylor Bears play host to the Texas Longhorns, and our coverage begins at 7 a.m. with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Game Day Live is also brought to you in part by Barnett Contracting, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, NeighborWorks Waco, Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry Law Firm, TFNB Your Bank for Life. Game Day Live is also brought to you in part by Total Office Solutions, Baylor Hand Camera School of Business, Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room, Hurley Benefit Services, Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, Walk On Sports Bistro, Myatt Fuels, Central National Bank, and Ascension Providence. Join us this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. for Baylor in Texas. It's game day live at 7 a.m. Presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet Store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com how many trucks are running around central texas without any masculinity just look at the road and you'll see with many there's nothing there not one accessory and that's what's really toxic sadly truck nudity affects thousands of central texas trucks but it doesn't have to be that way because it's a fully treatable condition at pickup outfitter labs our r d department has been working hard on this problem and i'm excited to announce a stunning breakthrough it's our own patented treatment called P.O. Now, anyone suffering from truck nudity can get P.O.'d. Need a bed cover? Get P.O.'d. Need a hitch? Get P.O.'d. Need a bumper, toolbox, or grill guard? You guessed it, get P.O.'d. At Pickup Outfitters, we're making real progress, but we need your help. Do you know someone who needs to get P.O.'d? Send them to Pickup Outfitters for treatment. Our recovery center is located at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. See our educational video on our website at createacommotion.com. That's createacommotion.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. After the bye week, quarterback Dak Prescott is out of the walking boot but is not expected to practice today with the Cowboys out of precaution and is expected to be at practice Wednesday to get ready for the Vikings on Sunday night. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, who has a no-trade clause in his contract, is willing to consider multiple options for a new team as the trade deadline gets closer. Two teams that are being talked about, Dolphins and the Panthers. College football rankings saw Alabama and OU trade places. Georgia stays at number one, followed by Cincinnati. Alabama and OU and Ohio State in the top five. Oklahoma State drops seven places to 15, followed by Baylor at 16 and Iowa State back in at 22. Monday Night Football tonight, New Orleans at Seattle kickoff at 7.15 on ESPN. World Series is set, the Braves and the Astros starting tomorrow night. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Aaron, just as we were uh, off uh, off the air there for a minute, we weren't off the air. We were just, you and I were off the air. Uh, we were talking about some of our sponsors, all those kinds of things. By the way, uh, thank you, Common Grounds, and, of course, our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank. They, it was like they, they did the other day, by the way, Aaron, 13,000 pounds of shredding. People were shredding some things. They had one of those shred days, and those things are very popular. But I want to remind everybody, since we always talk college football during this time, and sometimes other college, um, we'll, we'll talk some college basketball as we get closer to that season. Uh, but I will be live at Common Grounds Friday from 4 to 6 out on that back patio. Just be having some fun, sitting on the stage. Um, it's a really nice, they have live music out there. We'll have a little PA system with us, and uh, that'll be nice. I've already promised to, to maybe sneak me some Heritage ice cream from over at Heritage Creamery, and then I'll be trying out some of the different uh, coffee drinks. The Cowboy is a very famous one. They put kind of a special sauce or syrup in there with coffee it's kind of an ice drink i usually don't do iced coffee but i do kind of like this one and then the frozen cappuccino is something that i like doing um aaron tomorrow though where i was getting at i just booked a top like texas tech one of the one of the great uh, texas tech journalists let's call him a radio guy named chris level been out there for years he's going to join us at 4:40 tomorrow for campus confidential all right aaron mark that down and then remind me. <laughs> so anyway, it glad is noted. to have. Yes, yes, uh, we'll have him on tomorrow. There was something I was thinking about earlier today. Somebody, one of our listeners, asked me about. They were, and you can always text at me or tweet me at uh, at Matt Mosley, M A T T M O S L E Y. But they said, "Hey, is it time?" You know, I think. Tech getting a new coach now has TCU fans thinking, okay, maybe we'll get a new coach. I would be extremely careful. Now, Aaron, I'm trying to remember. It seemed like the other day you were kind of thinking, well, you're not a – you just don't really care for Patterson's attitude and all that, although I think you would recognize, like most people, he's done an incredible job there over the years. What, what I come back to 
is I think back on a guy I was able to talk with the other day, one of my true heroes in life, and it's Grant Taft. In Baylor in about 1993, sort of thought, ah, I think we can get a little bit better. I think we could, oh, man, I think it's time to maybe we'll give Chuck Reedy, our offense coordinator, a shot at this thing. And they kind of, they certainly didn't fire him, but they kind of nudged Grant Taft toward retirement a little bit. And I, I never liked it. Never thought, I always thought Grant should be able to call his own shot. And I guess he did to a certain extent. But I, it was one of those be careful what you wish for moments. Because the next about 17 years were horrific for the Bears. Okay, starting in about 94, they might have gone to a bowl game that year, that maybe like 95 or whatever. And then after that, it was just pitiful. All right, and then it was it was um, it was Reedy, and then it was Dirty Dave Roberts, and then it was um, then it was uh, Kevin Steele, and then it was Guy Morris. I mean, it was just awful, awful, awful. So I would just say to the TCU folks out there, be a little careful. I mean, I, I, okay, let's say you fire Gary Patterson, or you you convince Gary, hey Gary, why don't you move on in here? We got a great little position for you, and we're going to move on. Who do you go hire at TCU? I mean, we're sitting here. We kind of know who they may hire at uh, at Tech or who they'll go after. Sonny Dykes is one of the names. But, I mean, Aaron, think about that. Like, do a bunch of names suddenly come to mind? Okay, you have an opening at TCU. Are they lining up around the block? I'm not saying there wouldn't be some talented people, but Luke Fickle's not leaving Cincinnati. That guy Kalani's not leaving BYU. Aranda's not leaving Baylor. I mean, like, none of these guys that are doing extremely well right now are leaving to go to TCU. So, I mean, the only thing you might be able to do is Virginia Tech's ready to get rid of that guy, uh, Fuente. You could, I mean, and he used to be at TCU. You might be able to go get him. But what I'm saying is, you, is everybody's like, we need a new voice. We need a new, I mean, I hear like uh, our man Stephen Simcox on his podcast. We need a new voice, okay. But who is it? Who do you go hire at TCU? And um, I, I I mean, does any, Aaron, maybe I'm not thinking. I mean, does, would anybody come to your mind like immediately, oh, here's a great hire for TCU because I just don't sense that people would be lining up, although it is a good job. He turned it into a great job, and he makes an unbelievable amount of money. I mean, I I forget what it is because they're private school, Baylor's private school, so they don't always put that money out there. But I, I promise you, it's in the seven to eight million dollars a year range at at TCU. That's pretty good money, I would say. Yeah. I, I- Look, I don't think it has to be a home run hire. I think Baylor's proven that. If you do the coaching search right, uh, Mac Rhodes has hired two great head coaches in a row that were obviously on people's radars, but they weren't, I don't think, at the top of most people's national lists every time an opening came up. Uh, 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 an opening came up. Matt Rule's name wasn't mentioned a lot. And Dave Aranda, of course, was coming off the national championship, so he was being mentioned some. But, I mean, it, it, to – Big schools, those names weren't popping up as possible candidates. It's just a matter of doing the search and getting it right, which Baylor has been lucky enough to do the last – well, I don't know. I don't want to say luck, which Baylor has been able to do with their last two hires, and I can see TCU fans being tired of kind of being mediocre the last five, six years. You know, 
I think a lot of Baylor people were concerned when they first heard Aranda. And then, of course, they go 2-7 and seven last season. And he, he has that monotone. He's kind of quiet. He's kind of introspective. And it's funny how winning changes so much. I was sitting there, and we'll, at 5 o'clock today, we'll let you hear some of Aranda with, uh, with Tom Barfield. We had our weekly kind of one-on-one with him. And I, but I, I was listening to his weekly news conference today. And, Aaron, I, if you can get past the fact that he's just kind of quiet and he's obviously doesn't come across as, like, the most dynamic speaker, but, like, his content is great. Like, what other coach in the Big 12 walks you through all these, like, defense and what you're going to have to do against Texas and what he thinks, and you ask about a player, and he gives you this extremely thoughtful, I promise you Lincoln Riley's not doing that. I promise you Mike Gundy's not doing it. And maybe five years from now, Aranda won't quite be that expansive in his answers and everything. But he's great at that. Like, he, and he's just, he's a, I've been around good NFL coaches at news conferences. I've been around bad ones. I mean, we got so tired of Wade Phillips. But, like, when it, when it was Parcells, it was like going to some kind of, like, coach's clinic. I mean, you literally felt like you were in finishing school or you were at some kind of prep school and you were learning all this kind of stuff. And it, it was like the Ivy Leagues for the media or, or, or for coaches. And that's kind of how I feel about Aranda. Now, Rule was more dynamic and... Oh, it is, and he was more of a salesman, and that's fine. I like Matt Rule to this day, but I promise you, Dave Aranda comes across as more of a genuine person. I mean, he just does, and again, I'm not trying to knock Rule. It sounds like I am, I know, but Aranda's just kind of, you know, what I hope doesn't happen to him is that LSU or I mean, that would be hard for him not – if USC came after him, he's from there. I mean, the Redlands or wherever he grew up is like an hour away, I think. I mean, that that's his – that's home, man. He just said today he's a huge Dodgers fan. They just lost. He, I mean, that is – that's his place. That's his that, – I mean, that would be – I mean, you, you – you, I know he lo- – I think he does love Baylor. I think he, Waco grows on people, all that kind of stuff. But if USC came calling, how in the world do you say no to that if you grew up on the – if you grew up in Southern California? Now, you might say, well, I don't know if I want to go out there and be around all that, and, and that, that, that's a difficult, difficult job. I get all that. But if you're a guy from Southern California – and you grew up dreaming of either playing for USC, and that was like a, kind of the huge flagship school out in that part of the area. I mean, some people might argue UCLA, but I still think USC is a bigger deal, a bigger brand. How in the world are we going to tell Dave Aranda, well, don't go take that job? Now, is it would that be the smartest thing to do, is take that job if he's offered it? Um, I don't know, but... I don't think he's going to get that offer because I think they're looking for someone who's more of a out front, big, huge, splashy type hire, and that would be like James Franklin. I even saw Mike Tomlin show up on the on the on the uh, mentions. Why was Mike Tomlin from the Steelers? Well, just because I finally think after all these years that thing's getting a little stale. 
with the, with Steelers fans. And he's coming to the end with Big Ben, and he's been a good coach there. He's done some good things. But I kind of think Tomlin's worn a little bit on that fan base. All right, let's talk about the task at hand. Matt Wells got fired today. I like Matt. We know we we know his family because he married uh, a, a real good friend of ours, uh, and uh, all my buddies from Baylor. We all we all we all thought the world of Jen Dirks, not only because she was just a great person, she was also very uh, pretty girl. And uh, half my buddies tried to ask her out. I, I think they were somewhat unsuccessful. Well, she ends up marrying Matt Wells, and great. He just seemed like a great guy. In fact, I met him in person after that Baylor win in 2019. And I think I've told that story before, Aaron. He was real raw after the game. And I thought, oh, gosh, this is a great time for a Baylor guy. And, and he shakes my hand, and he looks me in the eye, and he says, did you date my wife? <laughs> and it was just kind of an interesting moment. Um and he, but he's just a neat, honestly, he's a neat guy. And, and for whatever reason, it didn't, they didn't like the hire, the fan base. They never bought in. And so now he's without a job. And it, it stinks, but that's the coaching profession. He's going to make a ton of money. And I think he, he's still going to make like $7 million to walk away. So the Wells family is going to be okay. But it still stinks. I mean, you know, it's a lot of money. But they still would rather be there and, and keep building on what had been a really nice coaching career. Now, what happens there? Well, you try to go hire Sonny Docks. Can SMU sweeten the pot and keep Sonny? I think Sonny likes Dallas. They tell me Sonny's wife has fallen in love with Highland Park and University Park, and, 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 and she loves everything about it. But, you know, if you've got to make a decision between SMU where the kids won't even stay for games past halftime and the crowd stinks – um, it, it, or you could go out where they're throwing tortillas and they're into it, and it's a huge fan base. You got to go. You got to go back out there. Now, what is that like? Following your dad? Well, the good news is he, his dad hasn't coached there in 25 years or whatever it is. Spike Dykes hasn't. So you're not exactly you. Yeah, you're you're following him, but many many years later. So um, could they hire Art? Bryles, you heard Sam not rule it out. Here's what we're hearing on that front. There are some money people out there who want art. Now, do they pull all the strings? Well, some of them, yeah. The people with the huge money, uh, the tech boosters, they use, you know, a lot of times they get what they want. Can they get art? Probably not. The baggage is too immense. Could they get Kendall? Maybe. Would would that fan base be excited about assistant coach? More than I think Sam let on. I think Sam Kahn said, no, they, they need somebody with some head coaching experience. I think there's some truth to that. But that fan base, I may be wrong about this. And, Aaron, you may think I'm wrong. That's fine. You say so if you think. I think that fan base would be – more excited about Kendall Bryles than they would Jeff Trailer, And I know that sounds crazy because Jeff Trailer is has UTSA in the top 25. But Je let's not act like Jeff Trailer is some kind of huge household name. Kendall has the Bryles name, the Bryles offense, 
and he's kind of part of that whole leech through his dad, that whole tree. So those people are obsessed with Brile, excuse me, with leech. And Briles is kind of a leech guy. So I, I don't know. Aaron, does that make sense to you? Do you do you agree with that or do you think trailer would excite that fan base? I I I think the majority of the fan base would rather have trailer. We'll put it to our people, our tech people. Trailer, Kendall Bryles, or Sonny Dykes. I think Dykes wins that. I think Bryles would be second. Here's how you weigh in on that. Uh, or you can call us. Our lines are open for tech grads. Should we have a Texas Tech Hour? I think we really should. Um, you can call us, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll even, if we need to spill over to the five, we'll do it. But uh, who would you, who do our tech people want? And again, the uh, text line is open. That's the CNC Collision text line. That's 254-662-1660. You can call us on that line or you can text us and let us know who your choice is for the Texas Tech coach. All right, and please let's not have another Baylor search. Can we just enjoy something without it turning into a huge coach search? I like Aranda. I think he likes us. Let's just keep it like this for a little while. Let's not I do not want to get into all that mess again. Okay? And I know people say, well, it's a good problem to have. I'm I, I, I don't think so. I'm tired of all that. It's a good problem to have. Let's just have Aranda say he's not going anywhere and let's all move on down the road together. All right? And let's 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 fully baptize him. Let's do full immersion. Or even if he wants to be sprinkled, we'll let him into the family that way, and let's move on down the road. All right, Aaron, I just got a little religious on you, okay? Um, it is the it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside, doing a really nice job as always. We got baseball this hour. Richard Justice, the famous baseball writer from MLB.com, he joins us at 5:20. But next. We talk Aranda, we keep talking tech, it's all next. The Waco Lions return to Waco ISD Stadium to host the Waxahachie Indians this Friday night. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burr, and me for the Lions and the Indians. Our coverage begins with the pregame show at 7. We'll have a kickoff at 7.30. After the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Don't miss Waxahachie and Waco right here. On your home for Waco Lions football, ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry Law Firm. They're trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. 
Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He's obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Sherry Law Firm at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. If you're self-employed, you have a special health insurance problem. Michael Hurley of Hurley Benefit Services. I'm trying to help the individual out there who makes too much to qualify for any help, any subsidy or benefits from the government towards their health insurance, but does not have the income to pay the incredibly high premiums we find if you're buying your insurance individually. You can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better than costs a lot less. HurleyBenefits.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University, Hankamer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley's show. Rolling through a Monday, and uh, I tell you, this, I'm really excited. We we uh, you just heard one of our new sponsors or partners is uh, is Handcammer uh, School of Business, and uh, what a great uh, and uh, what a great uh, time this is. New dean over there, um, and 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 Dr. Uh, Mazumder is just. Just the coolest guy. He's appointed the Crenshaw Dean of Baylor's Hand Camera School of Business. Um, what a what a cool dude this is, and I've really enjoyed getting to visit with him. I saw him at a game recently, and Aaron, um, he's gonna. Sometimes we tell you these things at the last at the last minute, but he will uh, he'll be on with us at about five. Uh, excuse me, eight forty or eight forty five before the Texas game. He's going to be out at the tailgate, and we of course have that great. Uh, uh, tailgate show through the office of Baylor alumni, and he's going to be out there and join us, Aaron. So you will be able to, uh, you'll be able to. If you have, um, Aaron, any questions about economics? I don't know how you did on economics in school or anything, but I mean, this guy has been. I was looking at his bio. I mean, the depart. He was the uh, chair of the Department of Economics at Wake Forest, and so at another Baptist school, and then Baylor went kind of the whole nationwide type search 
and this is who they came up with, and uh, really, really a fine person, and I'm excited. And just wanted to welcome uh, Trey Hagens, a great buddy of mine who's over there and works in development at uh, Baylor School of uh, the, the Hand Camera School of Business. Aaron, um, I I think I took macroeconomics over there. I want to say his name was either Gilbreth, and then there was a uh, uh, I might have had two cracks at that at that class. I finally realized that the hand camera uh, school of business, I needed to get over to the Castellaw School of Communications. And I just, it was a place that kind of allowed you just to talk a lot. And that was one thing I could do. And uh, public speaking and the, that sort of thing, organi- organizational communication, Dr. Sluter, um, uh, John Cunningham. Once I got over there, I did a little bit better. But, boy, that hand, hand camera school of business, it produced my father. He came out of there and then went to law school. What a great school it is. And I just wanted to thank them uh, for becoming a part of the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron, does that make you feel good when we have a prestigious business school that wants to partner with us? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's when, you know it's, uh, it's when you know it's a big-time show. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that, Aaron. I like that. I like how you phrase that. Um, okay, we we need to uh, we need to listen in on something that's kind of cool. Once uh, once every couple of weeks, we get our crack at Dave Aranda. Sometimes I do it. Somewhat, sometimes uh, Tom Barfield. People are like, what happened to Tom? Well, in case you didn't hear it, and we've been trying to tell you, but Tom is on in the mornings now. 7 a.m. to 9. So you wake up with Barfield and you drive home with Mosley. And if you if you leave home, if you leave work really early, like at 3, you can drive home with John Morris. So Morris at 3, and then I'm on at 4 to 6 every day. But we get uh, a kind of a weekly crack at, um, at Coach Aranda. And this is, we're going to sample some, and you'll hear the whole thing tomorrow on uh, on the, uh, the 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 Tom Barfield uh, Ward White's extravaganza we call that game time uh, but let's listen in on a little bit of Tom's visit with Dave Aranda today ESPN Central Texas as we continue on the morning show we visit now with Bears head football coach Dave Aranda coach it uh, it came up uh, in the press conference today let's let's touch base a little bit on it uh, you, your name has surfaced with with some other opportunities how do you deal with that personally and then how do you deal with it with the program yeah I think you know anytime you have success this is a pitfall of that and you know we've been through the failures um and so when you have failures there's certain pitfalls that come there too and so i think you know with everything there's a thing and um you know i'd rather have these these things than than, than the other ones but i think you know just being real honest and um and try you know trying to be as transparent as you can i think that has what I've uh, always done, and I think our players and our staff and, you know, I think um, everyone in this building would and uh, would see through, you know, me if it wasn't like that, if I, if it wasn't being honest and everything. And so, I mean, I've told them what I just said in there is that, you know, I've, I've felt such a connection to this place. I feel like I'm supposed to be here. I feel like, um, you know, the... What, what Baylor provides um, 
from um, a growth perspective and how it sees how the school, the administration, um, how they see people. And it's, it's bigger than just what you do, um, but it's who you are and it's the growth of who you are. I think all of those align with um, things that I believe and um, how the program right now, football-wise, is built. And so I think it's it's way special that we have, and you know I I, I want to continue it. And you know I think the within that, you know, I talked to the staff that there's going to be you know coordinators that get brought up for this. There's going to be position coaches that get brought up for that. There's going to be players that get brought up for this award or get recognized for this. And, you know, I think all that's going to come and what we have to be able to do is not let the outside affect the inside and um, just use that as a teaching moment, really, last week when I spoke to everybody. And so, you know, easier said than done. I think the bright lights can be, can, um, can st- you know, they're going to get brighter. And so I think our ability to maintain that focus, though, on uh, what we're doing day to day and how we're doing it is really going to be, the, it's going to define the season for us. You had the open week. You said that you uh, got a lot of self-scouting done and was very complimentary of, of the staff for, for doing that. What were some of your takeaways on both sides of the football as far as the self-scouting is concerned? It showed um, on defense, you know, some of the, the weaknesses um, in pass coverage and um, it, um, you know, with certain coverages and uh, particular routes. And then it, it talked about, you know, um, how how well or um, how less we're disguising. And so, you know, um, um, improvements that we can make in that area, you know, so from their perspective, are they able to tell what we're in prior to the snap um, in ways that we can improve that? And then I think it also talked about, you know, you know personnel in terms of people that uh, they would want to attack or would want to stay away from or run the ball away from and that. And so those are things I think that you, we think about on defense, but to hear it from the other side I think is um, is uh, refreshing and, and it kind of completes a, uh, a picture. And then I think on offense it was, it was about um, – you know, personnel and uh, different people, meaning different different uh, runs or passes, and then even run or pass percentage. And then it also, we also kind of highlighted, you know, back sets and, uh, you know, um, run pass percentages within back sets and, you know, tight ends on the ball, tight ends off the ball. So just things that I think when, you, when you're moving through, um, kind of a meat of a schedule you do what you need to do to get the result that you need and then when you do have a break it is you know hey these are some of the fastballs that we've thrown where is there an ability to throw a curve where is there an ability to throw a changeup? and so I think having that knowledge um, you know coming off this by I think will allow us to do that. Can that at times be difficult to hear when 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 you're being critical of yourself? No, I think, you know, the whole, I think the whole setup has to be that way. And so it could be, I think if that was the only, that was the only uh, time that we were in that space. But I think, you know, like our Sundays are similar to that in terms of um, why this, tell me how that, um, how much did we rep it, right? Um, Say a play 
was unsuccessful on a Saturday, you know? Um, why was it? Who was in it? How many reps did they get? You know, is it, what is our fault in that as coaches, right? Um, how, what do we learn from this? How can we get better? You know, I think, um, you know, I, so the, the, the ownership as coaches, I think, has been kind of, uh, has been grown in, in that area. And so I think you can, it's, a, um, it's not a far reach when you get to this. One of the things you mentioned is you're, you're ready to get back into the rhythm of a week-to-week, ball-game-to-ball-game schedule. Yeah, I think I miss that. I think the, the, the big pictures and kind of the, you know, the, um, the um, um, just watching games and being a fan, I think all of that, there's, while there, there's certainly some fun that can come out of that, I think um, it 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 just feels like it's uh, we can get more done when there's blinders on, when there's one thing in front of another, when you're backed up by a bunch of people that have got blinders on too, and are are working their darnest to get better at what they're doing. And so I think we had that. It's good to have a bit of a break, and it's we're way ready to get right back in it. When you turn your attentions to the Longhorns, begin on the offensive side of the football. Is it stop the run first, stop the pass second? I mean, what what is the what is the approach there? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think you know the 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 running backs, the best one we've seen. I feel that way, and we've we've played some good ones, um, and so that's no disrespect to any of the guys prior. But I think um, um, we're going to face a, a really good one. But then I think you know their their throw game and their shots and their ability to get chunk plays, I think is what separates them, um, especially early in games. And so they've been able to get jumps on people because of you know the play selection, scripting, shot plays, chunk plays. And so I think um, the run game fits within that. Um, I, but I think they're um, you know. Um, their ability to uh, be as explosive as they are, I think really sets them apart. And so it's a, it's a challenge. You know, I think O-line-wise, they're big. They move you. Receiver-wise, especially on the perimeter, uh, Z and X, they can, um, they can stretch and make contested catches. Quarterback's been improving. Um, so it's, it's quite a challenge. You, I look on the defensive side of the ball, knowing a lot of their coaches there and have spent time with a lot of their coaches um, is um, they have kind of settled into a 3-4 style. Uh, they go into 4-2-5 mode in pass, pass rush situations. They've got really good talent uh, at the skill positions that they um, they like tight coverage. And so we're going to have to build a to uh, make contested catches. We're going to have to build a pass protect. And then we're really going to have to set the tone with trying to run the ball. And I think they're improving in that area and defending the run. So another challenge there. Does their defense remind you of anybody you've already played this year? I don't know. It could be us. There's some, there's, there's some similarities to us, I think. You know, their, their front structure and then some of how they play their secondary, um, yeah, there's some similarities. And so I think, you know, um, I guess you could say BYU maybe too. Um, I think BYU came out in a completely different 
um, posture in our game. But I think from what they had shown on tape, some similarities to Texas. But you know, the the bye week it'll be interesting to see. I think you know people, it's you know how much do they look in? How much do they, do they look out? I think there's there's a lot of you know the coaches' personalities and all of it has a lot to do with that. You know, for us it was a whole lot of looking in, and so it'll be interesting to see uh, what was the case for them. All right, there he was, uh, Dave Aranda, sitting down with our own Tom Barfield. Game time heard 7 to 9 a.m. right here at ESPN Central Texas with Tom and Ward. Okay, got a special treat for you, especially our Astros fans, as you get ready for this World Series. Richard Justice, uh, who has been with uh, MLB.com, now writing for Texas Monthly, uh, longtime Houston Chronicle, uh, columnist does a great job and a big time baseball guy. He joins us next. Hi everyone with today's Cowboys report. I'm Christy Scales. Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard are both on pace for a thousand yard seasons. Running backs coach Skip Pete tells you how unusual that is right after this. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Coming off the bye week, the Cowboy offense is humming with Dak on pace for over 5,000 rushing yards. But did you know the run game has both running backs, Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard, on pace to top 1,000 rushing yards each? Coach Skip Pete knows that would be something really special. It'd be rare, but um, you have one guy that's a pounder, but he also has the ability to make big plays and break big runs. Then you have a guy that's faster that presents a little bit different perception to the defense. The defense sees Zeke run that play. They take an angle to come and make the tackle, and then all of a sudden the guy's a little bit quicker and he's a little bit further up the field, then the angles get messed up. Yesterday, Philadelphia and Washington both lost, which means the Cowboys extended their lead during the bye weekend to three and a half games over their rivals in the NFC East. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you're a professional athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsborough with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline you. 
Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long, extreme pain every day, trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies this evening with increasing clouds overnight. We fall to 69 degrees. Partly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be a breezy day and a mild day with a high of 88. And on Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms are likely, especially in the morning. And some of these may be strong to severe. Clearing in the afternoon with a high of 77. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. After the bye week, quarterback Dak Prescott is out of the walking boot but is not expected to practice today with the Cowboys out of precaution and is expected to be at practice Wednesday to get ready for the Vikings on Sunday night. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, who has a no-trade clause in his contract, is willing to consider multiple options for a new team as the trade deadline gets closer. Two teams that are being talked about, Dolphins and the Panthers. College football rankings saw Alabama and OU trade places. Georgia stays at number one, followed by Cincinnati, Alabama, and OU and Ohio State in the top five. Oklahoma State drops seven places to 15, followed by Baylor at 16, and Iowa State back in at 22. Monday Night Football tonight, New Orleans at Seattle kickoff at 7.15 on ESPN. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN, Central Texas, getting ready for uh, Baylor UT this weekend. Of course, we'll do a live show out at the uh, the famous coffee house that is Common Grounds in Waco. And I wish this coffee drinker would stop by and see me that day. That's Friday from 4 to 6. It is Richard Justice, the noted baseball writer, longtime columnist for the Houston Chronicle, and, uh, boy, now writing some uh, nice columns for Texas Monthly. Uh, Richard, our alma mater's getting ready to square off. Sark versus Dave Aranda 
there's a lot, lot at stake here. Is there any way, I guess this World Series is going to keep you from making the trip to uh, Waco to see this one in person? Well, I don't know. What are tickets going for? Do you, do you have a line on tickets? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, oh, about 500 bucks would get you something up in the third uh, deck. Yeah, yeah no. you can help a brother out on that. Uh, and that, that'll be a good one. And, you know, you can't help but be appreciative of the job Dave Aranda's done there. You know, whatever you uh, – I, I, I mean, coaches come and go, but uh, Matt Rule and Dave Aranda, those are two pretty good hires. And that's – as you look at Tech, Matt, as you look at Texas Tech, you look at Texas, you look at what Texas A&M's done – it all comes down to hiring the right guy. I mean, it's not – in the end, it's not that complicated. And uh, Baylor has had a couple of really strong hires in a row. Yeah, and uh, it's it's been really interesting. And I saw one of your loved ones was pictured maybe on the Texas Tech campus, perhaps even getting his guns up. Uh, Texas Tech yeah. fires Matt Wells today. And uh, Richard, boy, you covered this conference and, and, and covered football for a lot of years. Does um, it? It is sort of. It doesn't. It feel like that since Mike Leach, it's just it, that fan base has never been happy uh, for an extended amount of time. They they got one of their favorite sons in Cliff Kingsbury, and look at him now. He's he gets fired at Tech, and now he's the. He's the bell of the ball in the NFL with an undefeated uh, record. But is, I mean, what do you, does the Sonny Dykes, is that the no brainer hire in your mind? Yeah, but you know what? You hear the scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt among coaches is that he's pretty darn happy where he is. That's a trend right now. What you hear is Sonny is very happy in Dallas, that Luke Fickle is happy in Cincinnati, that Matt Campbell is happy in Iowa, and uh, that. You know, it's not going to be – I mean, LSU's going through this now. They're hoping to lure Chris Peterson out of retirement. So, yeah, Sonny Dykes would be a – to me, would be a no-brainer. The interesting one and the one there – and you know this before I even say the name that they're going to wrestle with is Art Bryles. To me, what Art has to do is hold a news conference and just take responsibility of everything. Art, whether you knew or not, you were the man in charge. And he's got to do a sales job on the Board of Regents, on the AD, because I think Kirby Hokut's inclined not to hire Art. And maybe Kendall Bryles is the right hire, but uh, it'll be interesting. And as Kirby Hokut said, and I think you tweeted this, he's got to get this right or they're going to be looking for a new AD. I think those money people do want Art. I mean, I think some of those boosters, but you're right. I don't think Hokut thinks he can do it with all that baggage and arts just, I don't know whether it's bad advice or just arts instincts have not been great since all right. this. And, and, uh, and, and it re- even recently, you know, he put out the statement via his attorney or whatever that he had been cleared and he, everything was fine and he was ready to go coach again. And that's not exactly what the NCAA, we, we sort of know art, uh, better than a lot of people. We know how plain spoken and, and uh, we sort of know the goodness in art, but uh, I don't think art's ever truly been able to sort of, uh, you know, account. And, and maybe it's just impossible to to convey what he needs to convey. But I don't think he's ever been able to quite do it. But uh, but yeah, that and, fan and yeah. Matt, that's a, that's the same thing we said about Mike Leach. Somebody tweeted that today. If we could rewind and if Mike Leach had just apologized and had a letter of apology in his personnel file, even if he didn't believe it, even if he had nothing to apologize for, 
how would history be different? You know, and he might have left anyway because he he's one of those coaches that sort of has a wandering eye, even though he doesn't change jobs that many times. But anyway, I know you called to talk about the World Series, but it's fascinating watching what happens here. I I, I know the UTSA guy Jeff Trailer a little bit. I mean, I think he's a a home run hire, but uh, we'll see. And it takes some guts to do that. I just want them to stay away from Miranda. Could we could we enjoy somebody <laughs> for just a little while? Uh, <laughs> I, well, uh, look at it this way. Where's a yeah. better place to coach than Baylor University? Can you win a national championship at Baylor? Well, you can certainly compete for one. Where's, where's there a prettier campus? Where's there a better uh, stadium? Where can you find a deeper reservoir of recruiting within a, a recruits within 100 miles of campus? Baylor's got a great, yeah. great sales pitch. And let me just say this about Mac Rhodes, the AD at Baylor. Uh, had it not been for the rules that he instituted at the University of Houston, I'm pretty sure my youngest daughter would not have graduated from college. He was hard on the athletes academically and good on him. My family will always be indebted to Art, uh, to Mac. <laughs> yeah, and then he, he, you know, get a national title in basketball. So man, you got me. I, I love it when you talk about my alma mater like that. Pretty. I thought you were about to say pretty girls John, too. Uh, as an McClain, addition. Hey, buddy, it's John McClain's alma mater. Everybody else is just uh, carrying his water. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm afraid, uh, John. It, you know, John. I think was hurt that uh, RG3 statue is bigger than than his statue or plaque. <laughs> I think he's a little bit worried about that. Uh, the general, John McClain, of course, uh, longtime Houston Chronicle, covers the Texans. Boy, what a mess that situation is. But we don't. We will talk about the World Series because that's exciting. Richard Justice joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. These, um, these Astros, I mean, this really is, you were writing in Texas Monthly, kind of the us-against-the-world type mentality they've taken on. And, um, I, again, I don't know how history – will view this team or this core of players, but it is kind of incredible that they've drawn this much ire. Uh, it was interesting that they were able to do it during sort of a pandemic, so this was the first full year in a while that people have been able to rain down all the, the jeers and everything. But from reading your story about this, did, it almost seems like these players did embrace it in, in, in this and in some sense, maybe it's even fueled them. Is that what you've sensed? Yes. I think it brought them closer together. We have each other's back. Outside of this room, we don't know if anybody in the world has our back. The other thing it did is it hardened them. It made it sort of that they, they're flashing this uh, uh, video on the school board at Minute Maid Park, H-Town against the world, against everybody, H-Town versus everybody. And I think that's the way the Astros looked at it. Now, like – Carlos Correa clearly thrives on that. He thrives on being the center of attention, and if you want to yell at him, it, it, you're probably only going to make him better. So probably the same thing with Alex Bregman. Jose Altuve, I don't think it's the same. I think it really hurts him that people perceive him as, a, as being one of the faces of cheating and that, and that he was a cheater and he wouldn't have gotten every – you know, when, when you go through something like this, everything you've accomplished becomes tainted, and there's people that will try to press – pretzel logic their way into maybe the Yankees were doing worse or we weren't doing as badly as much as people think. Look, you did what you did. and you, The only way you can get past it is just to keep winning. It's always going to be part of your history. 
And uh, I think you saw at the end of the ALCS, I saw Jim Crane, and I'm the owner of the Astros, and I'm pretty sure he was crying. And just because, and he said, it's not that you get reminded of it. It's that you get reminded of it every single day. Some Someone on the opposing team will say something, or on the road, it's just, who can do the most creative signs and and all and all of that, but what they what what it's proven is they're a mentally tough guy, it's a bunch of guys, and that they have survived. You know what's the other thing, Matt is, and it says a lot for Dusty Baker and for Altuve and the leadership of that team is they folded all these young guys into it. The whole crew of young pitchers that they debuted in the playoffs last year, and new outfielder Alvarez and and Kyle Tucker are 25. Jake Myers and Chas McCormick are 25 or 26, and they have just run those guys right into it and not missed a beat. So, you know, I don't know how the World Series is going to come out. It looks pretty even, uh, but, um, you know, it's it, what we've seen is that the Astros have won, for, won more games than any American League team the last five years, won twice as many playoff games as any other American League team the last five years, and they're in a pretty good position. A lot of it will depend on what Correa does with free agency to keep going. Isn't that wild how they flipped that series? I mean, sometimes you just start to sense this thing's going the wrong direction. You're, you're starting rotations, not really getting the job done. You get some, uh, I mean, you mentioned it in the story, you get a couple of blowouts, and then something happened. Um, you know, there was a, I think they had a conversation. And then, it, I mean, those performances by those starters, uh, suddenly they just flipped it on them. And, and whether it was Garcia or, or Valdez, I mean, these guys suddenly, I mean, it wasn't just like, okay, guys, just hold on for four or five innings, like a lot of these postseason series are. That's what you ask guys to do because people love to manage these things. Oh, my gosh, we're going to get our high-leverage guy in the fifth inning. That's what they love to do. But but these guys were going into the, you know, seventh and eighth inning with great performances. I mean, wasn't that – that had to be – I mean, you've seen a ton of these things. But even for an old grizzled veteran like yourself, to see somebody flip one like this had to be pretty interesting. It was astonishing, you know. And you know, like Valdez and uh, and Luis Garcia was part of this triumph. Uh, this quad, four young guys that made seventy nine starts, young Latino pitchers that made seventy nine starts and had a ERA under four. They were great all year, but down the stretch. They all struggle. Framber Valdez struggle. Luis Garcia struggle. Urquidy struggled at times. Christian Javier struggled at times. And you just saw, you know, after the way they pitched in the first two, their first two starts, they just got their heads beat in. The Boston Globe was like in Boston. The debate was: Would we rather play play the Braves or Dodgers? And Dan <laughs> Tronasi, the in the Boston Globe wrote: The baseball gods have anointed the Red Sox to punish the cheating Astros. And, and that's it's what I'm thinking. This is going to be over soon. They're going to get their heads beat in. But there was this little voice in my head saying, you've seen these guys do too much. You know they're mentally tough. You know their pitching coach is the best, maybe one of the best ever. And if there's a technical way to figure it out with these guys, they're going to figure it out. And, you know, it started with the seven and two-thirds innings of shutout ball from the from the bullpen. And then Valdez and, and Garcia just took over. I mean – yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever been part of a series, seen a series where it just snapped that fast. Yeah, you, you've been part of a game where it snapped fast, that game six where we were both up in that press box, 
that fabled <laughs> game in uh, in St. Louis. But uh, you're right, the series, uh, yeah, uh, that brings back really bad memories there for a lot of folks. But the, the breakdown of this, I was just looking at some of these numbers. I mean, usually Freddie Freeman's always going to have an advantage. But, I mean, Griel has been, you know, I mean, right there with him, like numbers-wise, it's second base. Both the, I mean, you'd give Altuve the edge, but two little guys, third base. I mean, home run wise, they're right there together. Um, I mean, that that's that. It's kind of it does feel like kind of. A, I mean, I guess that's what we always find a couple of heavyweights in the World Series. But it is kind of crazy when you start doing these matchups and you're like, well, that guy has whatever thirty home runs, thirty something home runs, and it's almost like exactly alike at all these different positions. Yeah, I would think offensively you could make the case it's a push. Even bullpen-wise, after James Click upgraded the bullpen, acquiring three guys at the trade deadline, that could be a push. But I do think the Braves, I think they're more comfortable with what they're going to get from Charlie Morton, Anderson, and Freed uh, because the Astros just don't know what they're going to get. Now, obviously, if Framber and Luis Garcia pitch the way they did in games five and six, <laughs> the Astros are going to win. Those were as close to perfect postseason games as you're ever going to get. And the great thing was they, the Astros didn't try to reinvent the wheel. Second time through the lineup, third time through the lineup, mm-hmm. we're going to just let these guys go. We know how to sequence our pitching the second and third time around. We're not going to overthink it. All right. Well, you know how I'm selling this thing. Uh, Drayton McLean put all this together. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I called Drayton. I called Drayton a couple of months ago, and I said, "Now, Drayton, you you know we got two baseball teams that are free agents: the A's and the Rays." And I said, "You always said Central Texas could not support a baseball team when you owned the Astros. Now that you don't own the Astros, what do you think?" And he goes, "I think it's a great idea." (laughs) No, (laughs) he he actually said, "He actually said in a few years it might be a great idea." And I said, "Well, Drayton, I'm kind of picturing." Sip it a cold one as the sun goes down on a ballpark in San Marcos. So uh, I kind of like to speed it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he's he is something else. And, you know, he's still watching all of this. He just I think he kind of misses being down there right behind the plate. But he's watching every pitch of this thing. Hey, we look forward to uh, reading you and hearing from you throughout the World Series. Richard, great to great to have you. And best of luck this weekend. This might be the Longhorns' final trip (laughs) to Waco. So we'll see how this goes. All right. Thank you, Matt. There he goes. Richard Justice, great friend and great guy uh, over the years, MLB.com, and then uh, uh, also many years at the Houston Chronicle. Now is writing some for Texas Monthly Magazine, the storied magazine that that is. All right, lots to go still. Uh, got the dismount, of course, coming up where we kind of get you caught up a little bit. But next, a little bit more on this whole Texas Tech situation, a firing out in Lubbock. That's next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor athletics, including soccer and volleyball. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. 
So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor Volleyball ranked number 11 in the nation with a number 5 RPI in Morgantown over the weekend to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. And Baylor comes home with two victories, 3-0 on Friday, 3-1 on Saturday. Next up for Baylor Volleyball, a showdown with top-ranked Texas in the Farrell Center. Not this weekend, but November 5th and 6th for Baylor Texas Big 12 Volleyball. Baylor soccer in action at home on Sunday, Senior Day, taking on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Baylor and West Virginia played through regulation with no scores, then through two overtimes with no scoring, ending with a scoreless draw in two overtimes against the Mountaineers. Here's Baylor soccer coach Paul Jobson. Well, I think, I mean, obviously you, you, you're never happy unless you win. I mean, that's kind of the thing of, of sport. But I, I think at the end of the day, I thought we had the the better of the play, especially in the first half and probably a good majority of the second. And I think uh, not being able to score obviously hurt us a little bit. I think over, over time they, they may have had a few more chances than us. But uh, all in all, I mean, walking off the field, a great team in West Virginia. So a draw, we'll take that. We'll take a point for sure against a really, really good team like that. You had a really good shot at getting the golden goal in the first overtime, didn't you? Yeah, we sure did. And, you know, uh, you know, Taylor did everything she could to get that up. The goalkeeper made a fantastic big-time play uh, to keep them in the match. Uh, but we had some had some good opportunities there. Paul Johnson and Baylor soccer coming off the scoreless draw through two overtimes against West Virginia on Sunday. Now they'll close the regular season this Thursday in Norman against Oklahoma. The Big 12 soccer tournament this year in Round Rock, Texas, begins this Sunday, October 31st. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. 
Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for complete listing. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. After the bye week, quarterback Dak Prescott is out of the walking boot but is not expected to practice today with the Cowboys out of precaution and is expected to be at practice Wednesday to get ready for the Vikings on Sunday night. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, who has a no-trade clause in his contract, is willing to consider multiple options for a new team as the trade deadline gets closer. Two teams that are being talked about, Dolphins and the Panthers. College football ranking saw Alabama and OU trade places. Georgia stays at number one, followed by Cincinnati, Alabama, and OU and Ohio State in the top five. Oklahoma State dropped seven places to 15, followed by Baylor at 16, and Iowa State back in at 22. Monday Night Football tonight, New Orleans at Seattle kickoff at 7:15 on ESPN. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show. <clears throat> Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, had a fun show today and uh, just had Richard Justice on talking some baseball. I know Aaron enjoyed that. And then um, we got into, uh, well, we've had a lot to go on today because we had a firing in uh, college football. I hated to see it, Matt Wells. I like the guy. We had him on. Uh, our show in the past and really, really liked the, the way he uh, went about his job. But uh, he is out at Texas Tech and uh, just didn't win enough games there. Was actually winning some games this year, and Tech just decided, let's go ahead and get this thing done. And uh, when, when we talked to uh, Sam Kahn Jr. from The Athletic, one of the reasons he gave is just it wasn't a good mood around the program. Now, they've had some leads. They let it get away from them. They just got beat at a game against Kansas State. And Kansas State had really been on a bad run in the Big 12. And uh, Tech was in, in pretty good position, was up by 14, in fact, 
into the third quarter and let Kansas State come back. Now, Kansas State's not a comeback-type team. And so, anyway, Texas Tech now looking for a new football coach. That fan base has not been happy since, um, I mean, it, it just has not been happy uh, at all since Mike Leach was there. Uh, even when they got their, their favorite son, Cliff Kingsbury, didn't really work out. They end up firing him. And then, of course, he's now the Arizona Cardinals coach who's doing a really nice job. So there's a lot to try to break down around this hire, what they're going to do. There, there's a decent amount of fans out there. This is the problem for Kirby Hokut. The AD probably understands that he can't hire Art Bryles. That doesn't prevent a lot of the alums from, I mean, at, when they hired Matt Wells, they really wanted Art Bryles. I mean, it's part of why they never embraced him. They, they still miss Mike Leach. Art Bryles coached for Mike Leach, and Bryles kind of formed his own tree off of this whole thing. Um, you know, Leach was more of a how mummy. They came up together. Art had his own thing that he kind of came up with in Stephenville, certainly some concepts that they shared with sort of the air raid, but Art brought his own thing. There, there's one way you get Art Bryles into Lubbock, and that is by hiring his son, Kendall. If you hired Kendall Bryles, then Art might be able to come on, whether it be a consultant, whether it be a quarterback's coach. I'm not even sure they would, you know, he would be able to be a coordinator, but somehow, some way, he could probably be part of the program. If Kendall Bryles becomes a head coach again, he's, wa- he's going to want to bring his dad. Now, you might have a situation where somebody says to Kendall, I'm sorry, Kendall, we want you but we're not going to be able to bring your dad on. And then Kendall has to make a decision whether or not he wants to do that. But I would say that 50 to 60% and maybe more of the Tech alums would love to have Art Bryles as their head coach. The other 30, 40%, I think, still thinks, you know, that's too hot to handle. What Art uh, was associated with, what happened at Baylor, the, the huge scandal, um, they, they can't go that route. And so that is, uh, that's just something that everybody's going to have to continue to work through. But just know that that is being discussed. All right. It is, uh, we've gotten to the point where it's time for the dismount. And we are going to, uh, we'll be back and we'll uh, kind of let you know what you should be ready for tonight. Then I'm going to get you ready for a little NBA action. I'll be at an NBA game tomorrow and I'll tell you about that next. Services, we understand the digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Family-owned and operated is a phrase you hear a lot, but nowhere is that more true than at Socorro Family Ford. We're thankful to our customers for keeping it local, and we show it by giving back to schools, churches, and organizations throughout Central Texas. We've watched our customers' kids, and even their kids' kids grow up. Now a third generation of Socorros serves a fourth generation of customers. So if you care about buying a new car or truck from someone who genuinely cares about you, make that short drive to the Socorro exit in West and see how at Socorro Family Ford, our family makes a difference. 
Hi, I'm Amanda Cunningham, a local realtor born and raised in Waco, Texas. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, I would be honored to represent you. I have a team full of amazing agents, and together we've sold over $30 million in volume halfway through 2021. I'm passionate about what I do, and I love people. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home with global exposure, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. Offering buyer locators, direct relationships with Facebook, global networking, and your own custom websites are just some of the tools we use giving you the apex advantage. Our tools work. Call me, Amanda Cunningham, today, 254-495-0338. To find me, Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor, Waco, Texas. Search me on Facebook at Amanda Cunningham Realtor or find me on Instagram as well. I'm Amanda Cunningham with Cole Banker Apex, and I cannot wait to hear from you. Old Chicago Pizza is back and better than ever in Waco. Try the new Insanity Pizza. So good, so different, it had to be called Insanity. Detroit-style metal pan deep dish buttery flaky crust covered in Old Chicago signature sauce drizzled down the sides topped edge to edge with Wisconsin brick cheese. Everybody gets a corner piece for maximum crispy caramelized goodness. Insanity Pizza at Old Chicago. Try it today. Now open at 4641 South Jack Colgin Expressway in Waco. Oh man, hearing that makes me want to go get some pizza right now. I think I may go do that. Kind of like in that Detroit style pizza. Uh, I did want to say as we start to dismount, uh, thank you Baylor Club. Thank you for what you do. Incredible place. Love going there. Got, so I got a meeting coming up. Going to take it right there at the Baylor Club. Love the panoramic views. Love being able to see the field like the patio with the pretty weather. I like that anytime bar and grill. And then the, uh, the food is amazing. The Baylor Club. Sign up today. It's a really cool place. Okay. Um, oh, and by the way, Alan Samuels. Thank you so much, Alan Samuels, for what you do. And all JD Power, all these awards you win—that um, is a—that's an amazing place as well. Our sponsors—they grow every day, and we're so proud of them, and we appreciate it in every way. Now I'm excited. Tomorrow I'll talk a little bit more about it when I have more time. Um, going to the uh, Mavericks home opener tomorrow night, so planning to be there, watch them open against the Rockets. And we shall see how that thing looks. I want to see the Jason Kidd era. I think it's always fun to go see Luka Doncic in person. And I kind of want to see what Porzingis brings to the table. Okay, though I'm not going to dismiss him completely after one bad game. To start the season, it was not pretty. Can he, can they feature him more? Can he make more shots? Does he look better on defense? There's a lot of things that I am interested in seeing from this uh, from this new look Dallas Mavericks team. Just to recap today, the, uh, the Texas Tech is without a football coach. They have fired Matt Wells, and uh, we will see who they end up with. What an amazing time it is in college football. Part of it is with this realignment, I think it puts even more pressure on these ADs to get things right. And so they're uh, being asked to do things, and that's why we're seeing changes all the time. We will see who is the next coach of Texas Tech, and we'll kind of keep you up to date on all the names we're hearing. Sadly, it has come to the end of our broadcast day. 
We will be back tomorrow. Got a lot of Cowboys to uh, to talk about and appreciate everybody who was a part of this. And we will see you soon. Good night, everyone. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll give you the Big 12 Players of the Week from the Big 12 Conference, representing Iowa State, Kansas, and West Virginia. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunerado family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit Brunerado.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at Brunerado.com. Your family since 1928. Wear what the Bears wear. Get your Baylor gear today at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com. 